If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Don't do it, Carmen! I'm warning you! Okay, okay. I'm getting pretty sick of him calling my mom. Cause I'm a bitch, he's a big fat bitch, he's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. He's a stupid bitch, and everyone's a bitch, he's a bitch to all the boys and Welcome to the Game Dubcast, the official podcast of the Game Dub Facebook group. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Patrick You can contact us on email at gamedumpcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at gamedumpcast. Okay, so to start off then, um, I thought we'd talk about the game that's been probably the most talked about of all these, and that would be South Park The Stick of Truth, I believe you've been playing, Patrick. I have, yeah. and so has Paul. I have. Oh, cool. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so it, is it... Are you guys happy with it? <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a great game. I mean, I was, a lot of people have said if you're a fan of South Park, you'll like it. Um, and I am. I used to watch South Park all the time. Probably not for a couple of years, but kind of series 10, 11, 12, which was when it became a lot more clever um, mm. than kind of the older series. But yeah, all the references in it are just amazing um also the only game i think i could play at 30 fps because it's 2d and you just sort of <laughs> hop around south park style yeah but, well it um, looks it, it it's kind of key feature is that it's basically looks like an episode of south park yeah yeah it looks i mean exactly it would probably look like weird episode. if it was running at 60 frames per second yeah. <laughs> to be fair it is really well done as well like the art style obviously they've already got exactly what everything needs to look like but I, I yeah, I think they've done the the kind of artistic uh, and controls of it phenomenally well. They couldn't have done it better in that sort of I, universe. I don't think anyway. And a really sort of um, invisible uh, U, uh, UI as well, which I think was was really important. So it really does make it look like you're watching an episode. Are yeah. you both? Are you, um, are you both playing it with a controller? Uh, yes, I am. I'm just playing on the keyboard. To be fair, it's only like four buttons, so. <laughs> oh, I thought there might be some strange kind of gestures for farting and stuff. Is that not the um, case? <laughs> well, as difficult as the farting mechanics are to master, that is um, the, the hardest. Part. That has been the hardest part <laughs> so far, definitely. But um, it's really just sort of W A S D, and then occasionally like the space bar and left and right click on the mouse for me. Wow, it's like playing Commander Keen or something. But yeah, so it's an awesome RPG that game. It's um, it's. It's 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 well written, obviously. Um, it's funny all the way through. But yeah, it's nothing about it seems like it's you know just a cash in title. It, it's a full game. Yeah. Um, also, you're playing the uh, the fully uncensored PC version as well. Yes, that's, that's true. It's got censored on the consoles, um, it, apparently. It, it is, isn't that just in America, or is that the same? No, so it's in Europe. It's only in Europe. Isn't isn't, isn't one of the scenes only only available on Xbox? Which is really weird. No, I didn't hear that. No, oh. they put a card up explaining what happens basically uh, yeah. on the console. The, the, the Australian release version was just like a little picture of a crying koala. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oh, it's brilliant. I love the fact that they got sort of all that all banned and stuff, and they were like, oh, hang on, no, don't just put up like a... Don't just cut it. We're going to put in an alternate scene, yeah. you know. To be, to be fair, the scenes that are censored, like, for example, the anal probing scene, is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I was... You know, like disgusting to the, so vulgar that I was just pissing myself with laughter at like one o'clock in the morning last night and probably waking everyone up with all the ridiculous stuff that happens. But yeah, <laughs> awesome. No, um, so yeah, essentially it's Look, like um, it's like a JRPG, isn't it? Because it's all very sort of turn-based. Yeah. Oh, very, very um, sort of kind of early Final Fantasy, uh, sort of like Final Fantasy VII, that kind of that kind of era. I guess. Yeah. Um, and um, like I, I, I don't know if you picked up on this, but there seem to be like kind of lots of references to kind of, to well, c- computer games in general, but lots of kind of references to sort of nineties era computer games. Uh, it, like parts of it did feel like I was I can't remember what it was exactly, but part, some things kind of reminded me of like Monkey Island and and that kind of, of era of, of games oh, as well. Oh yeah, yeah, because there are there is quite a lot of interactive stuff in the world. Is there like yeah, a it's... pin the thing on the what's it type puzzle not so much that no but it's um like they, there's lots of kind of um kind of snide um remarks about um kind of generic mechanics in in modern computer games oh uh, what like random encounters yeah like you find um you find some uh, some re- some recordings of uh, on the on the um oh the alien spaceship oh voice logs recordings. yeah yeah uh, and <laughs> it's just basically it's just basically taking the piss out of, out of voice logs um, but yeah, there's there's loads of little bits like that um, which I I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, the, fit, I think you... the JRPG kind of style of turn-based combat is actually really well done. Even though it's probably, mm. I'd say it's quite simple, or, but they do build it up like via a pretty well integrated sort of tutorial. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is actually interesting, you know, enough that you can sit and think about it quite in depth on sort of normal and hard difficulties. Um, yeah. Like playing, I don't know if you've ever played like Heroes of Might and Magic or something, like turn-based mm. kind of thing going on there, but same as the JRPG style, you know, Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it sort of seems like uh, a good way to go. And I, I, I imagine Obsidian kind of ended up using this as an opportunity to make that kind of RPG, because, I mean, they make, recently the RPGs they make are like isometric or first-person you know, mm. with, like, real-time combat and stuff. So, um, no, it's great. And also, I've heard this game is relatively bug-free, which marks uh, mm. a turn-up for the books for Obsidian, who, you know, it's not really their fault. It's publisher and marketing requirements insist that their games have to go out on a certain day, but they're mm. invariably not quite there <laughs> whenever they're mm. released. So uh, I, I haven't noticed any bugs, you, Pat. No, I haven't noticed any at all that I can think of. My only, I think my only complaint about the game would probably be that there are loading screens, like, at all. I, I don't really understand why you need loading screens for a 2D <laughs> game, to be fair. But yeah. I don't know whether it's just loading... To be fair, it might just be loading, like, the audio into RAM or whatever, and that's it, you know? Because there is a lot of voice acting. But, yeah. um... Because you only you've only got like one street or something or half a street before you have to move like off the screen into the next area and then I mean it only takes a few seconds but it doesn't seem like they you know I feel like they probably could have done something so there's no loading. 
they're probably te- using the uh, the textures from the show, like just literally just pasted them on. Yeah, they oh, they are, maybe, almost definitely. Yeah, <laughs> when they should have maybe compressed them a bit, perhaps. But I don't know. <laughs> that might have sped it up. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, and the only the last thing I wanted to ask you about this was uh, what character class did you both pick? I picked mage. Uh, I picked thief, and I did go a black person. Um, and the reason I bring this up, not not because it's how I think, but because I happened to see, like Patrick showed me a video of him picking his class before. Um, well, yeah. And when you mouse over like thief, and Patrick's character was a white character, and you just hear Cartman in the background going, "Hmm, a white thief. I haven't heard of this before." <laughs> Oh, brilliant! There's a lot of there's a lot of casual racism condensed into that class selection screen. Isn't yes, well, there's a brilliant. I think every single one you click on is racist. <laughs> yeah. See, I've got to play as a, the last one. I've got to play yes. as a Jew in this game because I've never played as a Jew in any game before. No, I can't. Have you of... not? No, I don't. Well, I don't think so. Unless hmm. I don't. I don't remember. Think it. back. You probably have at some point. Maybe. What? Game I don't know it ever being a big deal before though. You know, I'm, like, gonna, Jew- right, I'm googling this. Jewish video game protagonists. Uh, what about um, uh, Wolfenstein? Aren't you playing a Jewish character in? Oh, maybe. Or B- DJ Blazkowicz. Yeah, that's a Jewish. Yeah. But I never thought of like Jew as a sort of character well, it's never, it's archetype. Not a character class, no. <laughs> character class. <laughs> it's <laughs> so that, offensive. That probably because it's, it's kind of weird and racist. Yes, but they don't. Um, yeah, only so South Park can get away with maybe it. Maybe the. the yeah, it's probably the first game to exist where that would need to be a thing. Rob. Yeah. Um, oh. But I kind of, I went Thief, um, as I said, and I kind of, after about two hours, was like, yeah, these are fairly standard Thief mechanics, and I'm really, really curious as to what all the Jewish like spells and abilities are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I nearly started again. Doesn't he I have, went... like, a Star of David or something that he uses? I should oh, imagine. Sure, so. that's, the most, that's the most obvious one. Yeah. Let's have a guess, shall we? Clearly, you get increased money, like bartering or something is going to be. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's one of the perks you can unlock. That's just so, yeah. definitely going to be yeah. one of the things that happens. There's going to be yeah, it's just just so much racism. Rob, you'll have to let us know. Yeah, you'll have to let us know what. Yeah, well, I'm, like I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get it, but I I I I'm I'm a bit too thrifty to get it on a day one price. So uh, yeah, I'll get it eventually. Um, but yeah, a game I did get. That also features turn-based combat is uh, the second campaign for Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun Dragonfall. Uh, cool. Um, yeah, I, so is this DLC or is this the? Uh, uh, yeah, you know. need the original game, um, which right. is a shame, really, because I mean it's a much better campaign, but you kind of have to pay like double the price to get to this one. Um, I, I can sort of understand why they've done it that way, but for me, I, I just laid down. I just gave them ten pounds in when they kickstarted it, and I so I got this for free as a backer. Um, mm. So I was just waiting for it to drop, and it did. Okay. Um, so far, it's yeah more of the same. It's got a different structure to the original. The original very much was a linear adventure that you kind of went through. Uh, in this one, uh, basically, you get to you do like a few missions at the start. You have to create a new character incidentally you you can't import your old one um uh, the the it's designed for like a low level character to begin with so but that doesn't matter um so i just went for um i played like a street samurai which is basically like like their uh analog to a warrior 
uh, in the first campaign. So I thought I'll try out the bits that I hadn't done before. So I, I went as a as a cyber shaman type concept where I had a bit of creature summoning and also a bit of decking. So you can go in and do all the matrix stuff. Um, I thought I'd just try that out. Um, Mm. turns out it's not really much use at the beginning of the campaign but now i'm quite a way into it i've been doing quite a lot of the decking stuff and it's actually quite quite interesting um but yeah uh once you've done the first few linear sections you end up in a bit where basically you've got to go out and you've got to raise a sum of money to basically pay for this information you need off this kind of uber uh agent you know investigator um mm. so so you I, you do all these different missions and, and each one of them is kind of different, uh, involves, investigates a different part of the Shadowrun lore. Um, there's one that I did was particularly interesting where you basically have to go into this, uh, like this lab and retrieve this prototype. When you get to the prototype, the prototype turns out to be a, uh, like a cybered up troll uh, that's kind of under like remote control. So my Decker character could, could then hack into that. And, and then control him around um, and make him part of the party. So you've got a base, but then to get out of the building, you've got to go through like loads of battles. And each one of those battles, there's a Decker on the other side, and he's hacking in to try and take control of this giant thing with a chain gun and a massive axe. So like if they take control of it, it's like, oh shit! You know, you have to basically take out these Deckers before they can assume control of this thing you're trying to rescue um right. so it can really turn the tide of battle so yeah they've really messed around with that a bit um it's turn-based like XCOM, you know all the same as before but um yeah the right uh, the writing's uh brilliant although there's so much of it uh, I, 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 this is apparently like a 15 hour game and i've where well, i've spent way longer than that just because i've i'm not very fast at reading so uh right. <laughs> it, it is like uh, there's a lot of reading um but, you know, it, it sucks you in like those old choose-your-own-adventures, and um, I, I can't complain. I, I didn't pay a penny for this, so... Um, well, apart from the initial amount that I put in on Kickstarter. But, um, no, it's a great game. Um, I don't think they're going to do any more after this. I think they're probably going to look at some of their other games. or Because like, um, this, this game was actually created by um, one of the guys that actually created the pen and paper game, you know, so it's, it's totally authentic. Hmm. But... Yeah, I know it's uh, it's a bit old hat in terms of, but uh, yeah, in terms of mechanics, man, it's not much different to what you've been doing in South Park, really. Uh, no, not at all. It sounds sounds, sounds very familiar, actually. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, I I guess it's just the familiarity of the license I have because I used to uh, I used to play the old pen and paper game. In fact, I'm actually investigating the possibility of maybe running a pen and paper game again, um, just with because I for South Park. <laughs> if they did a pen and paper version of that, oh, that'd be hilarious. Well, uh, uh, I, I'd probably play that if they did a South Park. Yeah, that'd be cool. D and D. We can make our own. <laughs> yeah, probably. We can make our own. We can make our own fun. Yeah, <laughs> like in the olden days before those screens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been playing then, Paul? Apart from South Park. Um, I I've been playing a lot of Project Cars recently. Ah, okay. Um, Patrick's mentioned this one before, but uh, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. Um, well, I've been playing. It's it was sort of a Kickstarter thing, really, but it was um, basically this world of mass development thing, basically, um, which started a couple of years ago, um, and it's a company um, that made a couple of the Need for Speed games and like the BMW Challenge Run or something like that. Um, and essentially, the idea is that you 
you know, pay money just like in Kickstarter and become a member of this mass development forum, basically. Right. Um, and depending on what level you've bought in at, um, you get to have input in the actual development of the game. Like some people bought in and are actually doing like textures and you know, um, are highly involved. Most of us are just constantly testing all the different cars um, and providing feedback on the forums. And by okay. most of us, I mean obviously like the one percent of people who actually bother to do the feedback part. But mm. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's been it's been you know being slowly put together over the last couple of years. I think I must have started it in two thousand and twelve, something like that. Um, and I think I'm pretty convinced that it's going to be the, the de facto racing game. Um, mm. It's it's amazing the detail. First of all, graphically. Um, second of all, the physics, which I kind of quite often see a lot of people saying all oh, these physics don't look very realistic, sort of uh, watching YouTube videos and stuff. Um, but that really couldn't be further than the truth. In the development forums, there are like people that are posting graphs, um, line graphs of their tire temperatures um, and the amount of suspension movement and stuff, um, and complaining about things, you know, that are so minuscule. Um, and they're actually, you know, seriously sort of looked at it. It's being done to an enormously um, sort of high quality in terms of physics for cars, all based off of tyres, in fact, rather than just sort of car physics. There are individual physics models for every single different type of tyre in the game, of which there are hundreds in all the different cars. Wow. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really sort of enjoyable. I bought um, a steering wheel about... Eight months ago or something to play the game better. Um, and I just—it's thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I'm really looking forward to to its proper release, really, which is supposed to be this year. But I wouldn't be surprised if they put it back to 2015. I don't know. So this it's coming out in a lot of things as well. Yeah, it I saw is that coming out. Yeah, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Oh, and Patrick, because you mm-hmm. are. No doubt, pleased to hear Oculus native support. That's right. Uh, Steam OS as well. It's coming. Out. Oh yeah, of course. You're yeah. absolutely right. It is. Um, so that's going to be one of the the, the big big uh, titles for, for Steam OS. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's going to become the uh, the go to uh, car sim. It's it, it. There's just there's just not really anything else. It's quite at that level yet. Not in terms of everything um, together. I mean, I no. played a set of... No, I didn't. I played iRacing at yours. Um, yeah. And that was pretty good physics-wise, but I'd say I probably got more feedback from like, the Project Cars side of things. It mm. might just have been that I was wearing the Oculus and wasn't very used to it. But um, A lot of people like a set of Corsa and Race Room, but yeah. although they might have... And I'm, I don't know... I did play Race Room a little bit and found it quite... I didn't really enjoy the, the feel of the cars on there. I don't know whether it was like the field of view or something that I just didn't get on with. But Assetto Corsa isn't quite as uh, far down the road as Project Cars is. Um, they're still working out AI and stuff like that. And yeah, um, and it's a it's a he- it's a lot of fun. It's such a such a cool little game. But um, yeah, I can't wait to to try Project Cars. Yeah. So how? So you say you've been playing this, but it's not out yet. Yeah. How does? So what is it in, like, some sort of open beta at the moment, then? Or? Um, well, it's a closed beta now, sort of. It was this World of Mass development thing, and basically when they got to their funding goal, which was about 3 million euros, um, they closed it off. 
and you could buy in, there are literally about 12 different levels that you could buy in. You could spend 10 euros and be just like a member, um, or 25 to be a team member, and then like a manager, project manager. Um, and the higher up you went, you could spend like 50 grand and get invited to corporate meetings and track days and stuff. Oh, I see, yeah. Um, but anyway, they, they were actually investigated a little, for a little while for <laughs> like tax fraud or something, because the... Because it was kind of a new thing with this whole Kickstarter and mass development thing, they weren't really sure whether, in a legal from a legal point of view, whether they can get people to pay for something that doesn't yet exist, um, or ah, how to right. how to tax it and things like that. So for a little while, it was shut down for three or four months, and then they were kind of very nearly at their funding goal then anyway. Um, and then unfortunately, after that, no one else got in. So I was kind of lucky to to get in when I did. Um, but basically, originally, there was just a launcher that updated every week um, at my level of, which is just a team member. I think I spent 25 euros or something. I was just um, about to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't been doing any track days or anything. Um, no, at my level, I just get like weekly updates for it. Or maybe bi-weekly. It depends on, on how they're feeling. Um, but the weekly updates used to just come via a launcher. And then they moved the whole thing over to Steam, um, which worked perfectly well. Um, I have to put in a like a launch parameter to get it to launch in DX11, but it is going to be or have fully DirectX 11 and 64-bit support, which is going to be pretty good for sort of general performance. So, what kind of uh, car games did you play before then? I think you mentioned uh, Assetto Corsa. Did you ever play like any of the Gran Turismo's or anything like that, or is it just mostly on PC? Um, I, to be fair, I haven't really play much in the way of car games. I mean, like, when I used to have um, an Xbox, I used to play a lot of Need for Speed on that, and then probably back on the original PlayStation, I used to play Need for Speed, but that was always just with a controller, um, and just more of a, you know, messing around sort of thing. Um, and then basically, I, I can't remember what inspired me to get, you know, to subscribe to this WMD Project Cars thing, but it just looked really fun, um, and I thought it'd be nice to be kind of a part of a development process. Um, are you a bit of a pe- are you a bit of a petrol head then? Yeah, I am. And to be fair, Project Cars has probably got me into that more than anything else. Um, I started riding a motorbike within the last two years as well, so it's kind of all come on together. Uh-huh. I'd say I've got more interested in cars and stuff from playing car computer games, which is pretty weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got more into cars by watching too much Top Gear. That's my problem. Yeah. There was a there was a kid recently who was uh, um, like an online champion on G, G um, was it one of the GT games or something? That, who's now a, a real racer? I saw you that. You guys know about that? I saw some study that um, it, like um, Gran Turismo players were just going to like track days and you know really like pay money and you get to have someone take you around the track and then you get to have a go. They were basically banning people who played Gran Turismo from doing it because they were um, too good was kind of the quote but not necessarily wow. too good but they were good enough to the extent that if they did crash it would be very dangerous because you know they were driving really fast and they kind yeah. of knew the track already from, from video games so they were taking more risks yeah pretty much they already learnt the uh, yeah yeah, that's what Clark. I remember Clarkson saying because he was trying to. They did something on Top Gear where they were like he was trying to run the course in a real car and then doing oh, the I same, the same course in the same car but in Gran Turismo. And he was much better in Gran Turismo because he said he just didn't have the fear, you know, yeah. the, the fear element yeah. just wasn't there. Um, yeah, that's right. But that, that's because he's coming from someone who's more 
used to driving, I suppose, like real cars. So, but yeah, yeah no, it sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, and it's coming to the consoles as well. So that's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing in terms of graphics. There hasn't been any or very little word on development in the forums on consoles. And to be fair, I do. I'm not really supposed to talk about that either. You're not um, technically allowed to chat about the current development process, other than in a general sense, which we have been. So. Okay, we'll maybe leave it there then for now. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, did you have anything else, Patrick? Uh, no, I've been very busy painting a flat this week, so I haven't had <coughs> that much time to play games. Okay, well, I was just going to mention a few mobile bits and pieces. Uh, I've been playing Mortal Kombat on my Vita, uh, which I picked up on PlayStation Plus. It's been quite enjoyable, actually. Um, I I, I don't remember Mortal Kombat being quite so, like, easy to control. I I played Street Fighter 4 the other night. Admittedly, it was after the pub, and I just found it so difficult. Um, But, yeah, that might be the booze. Um, But Mortal Kombat, I love that game. It... it you it you tend to use the same uh, like jump kick then sort of drop down and uppercut them. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever played much of Mortal Kombat before. Oh, when it first came out, yeah, religiously for r- ridiculous amounts of hours. Yeah, uh, I, I I played one of the one of the more recent ones probably back in two thousand and eight or something whenever it came out. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not really that into them now to be honest. With you. No, I well. My... Got my ass kicked by an actual Mortal Kombat world champion a few years ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was at like this little um, gaming. Right, it was like a multi-gaming competition, and there was a, like a Formula One uh, competition, Call of Duty Four, and then it was supposed to be a different game, but they just decided I oh, will just do Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or whatever it was. Um, and one of the guys that I was up against like seemed insanely good, and I didn't even get a punch in. And then I didn't really realise who he was. So and about six months later, I was watching like a game stream of you know something like a hundred thousand people watching the stream. And then this bastard gets up on stage in the final that I played at this little tiny gaming competition. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't believe it. Yeah, well, you must have felt a bit better. Like, oh well, he is. You know, it's not like he was just some Joe that beat you. It's oh, like yeah. he kind of had good reason to. Um, yeah, well, anyway, yeah, I'm playing Mortal Kombat. Uh, it's just great for the train, though, because it's like little battles. Oh, really? On, on, on like, smartphone? No, on v- Vita. Oh, right, cool. So I've got the... Uh, and yeah, the v- say, that, that is probably the, 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 the last game you want to play on Oh, I know. I remember downloading the, uh, the, the iPhone version of Street Fighter 2. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like either you can't do the move or you just get like some button to press instead. It just takes yeah. all the skill out of it. But no, uh, the Vita's perfect for this kind of game. Yeah, yeah. It's got, totally. it's got a really great D-pad, which a lot of the latest consoles haven't had. Um, so yeah. you can actually do the moves really easily. Um, yeah. They're all like, you know, easily listed. You just press start and go into menu to find out what to do. They're all pretty much activated the same way. You just have to figure out which combination of, you know direction to another direction like quarter turn and which button to press to do them all um i'm playing as raiden at the moment because i'm right at the end Uh, i think i'm on the final battle but basically i'm playing the the campaign the story mode which is hilarious because basically what they've done is um they've uh they bridge each fight in between each fight there's like story plot and stuff 
Um, and it's just absolutely preposterous and so convoluted to it in order to sort of create every possible matchup they can think of um, mm. and go through all the different characters. And it's so long as well. I've been playing it for like two months. It's just like it never ends. Um, what's the what's the story like? Rob? Oh, it's it's complete crap. <laughs> it's like, but I just I feel like I'd need to finish it like everything else. But um, yeah, <laughs> but um, no, it's all right though. It, it it goes into like sort of um, fairly simple graphics when it's actually a fight, but the cutscenes in between, like you can sort of know when the fight's going to start because all of a sudden the graphics become crap and it's like oh, I'm going to fight you now and stuff. But it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, PlayStation Plus that was just in my download queue for a tryout. Um, it's also available on all the other uh, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 and stuff, probably for a pittance mm-hmm. now. Um, but I don't think that's ever been on PlayStation Plus and I can't do like the cross-save stuff with it. But anyway, um, also had a bit of a binge on the App Store. Uh, are you uh, are you an, an iPhone or an Android, Paul? Uh, Android. Uh, Android. I know, I know Patrick's going there as well soon. I'm just going to... Turn to the dark side soon, yes. Yeah. Well, I've been playing a game uh, you might have heard about called Freeze, or Freeze, to say it properly. <laughs> the number Freeze. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, right. Have you heard of this? You mean three? Uh, no, I haven't. It's uh, by the creators of a game called Puzzle Juice, which was a mashup of Tetris and Scrabble. Um, but right. this game is a far simpler concept. You basically are just, it's just a four by four grid and you're mm. basically just ma- uh, like matching numbers and doubling the value until you basically run out of space. So similar a little to Triple Town perhaps, but just even simpler than that. Um, but it's it's become a bit of a phenomenon on the internet. Uh, it's like really, really popular game. And it's such a simple idea. It's like, I think it's 149 or something at the moment. But like, loads of reports of like, people like us buying it and then like getting owned by their girlfriend and then hating it forever. Um, <laughs> it's just come out on Android as well, actually. I, I'm just seeing here. Oh. Yeah, 21 hours. But it's got a, it's got a really simple style, but... I rarely play these games with the sound on, but I was the other day, and <laughs> I was sort of distracted, by, like by um, my my phone just going like "hello" and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, it's that game," and it's and it's cool. Every as you get like the higher numbers, they they've kind of got they've tried to sort of make them into little characters, and they've got all different voices and stuff. Oh right, cool. Yeah, um, but it's a pretty cool little game actually. I think my top score in it's like about two thousand, but some people have come up with scores of like. You know, in the five and six digits, which I just, oh, just makes me want to swallow my tongue thinking about that. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what else? What else? Oh, I played another game called Word Putts, which was free. That's Word, and then another word P U double T Z. This game is free. Uh, it's micro transactions up to the sky. But um, <laughs> basically, the idea of that—that that is a mashup of golf and uh, Scrabble. But it's mm, also wow. very much a puzzle game. So you'll find that you know you'll have to get exact word matches. Um, some of them, the bits that I don't like in it are uh, where you have to race an AI to uh, to get to the 
goal first, not the goal, the hole, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, that's quite good. And finally, um, just one more that's free as well is called Only One. And uh, this one is got uh, very simple pixel art. And you're basically on this kind of circular platform. And at the start of the game, this guy raises his sword and goes, I will become the only one. And uh, and basically, you just get all these ex diff uh, sort of ever-increasing waves of, uh, of enemies coming at you. And you've basically just got to hit them with your sword. Um, there's uh, the little goblin dude from Golden Axe comes along every now and then. And you have to hit him to get potions out of him. Uh, and uh, you get be better abilities. And basically, you've just got to survive uh, for as long as you can. And you, uh, yeah, you level up. And I think every sort of 10 levels, you fight a boss. And that's a checkpoint. And then you can start from that point again. But I still haven't got past the first bit. But I just thought it was pretty neat for a um, for, for, for a free game. I, basically, what I did, yeah, I went on Metacritic. And I just said, get me all the iOS games by date. And I just added them all to my wish list on my iPhone. And then I found that like half of them were free. So I just got them all and just thought I'd have a bit of a binge and see what was going on. Because I thought it had been a while since there was like a decent sort of iPhone game. It's all kind of like, mm. um, you know, it's kind of... I, I downloaded that uh, Prince of Persia one the other day. Cause, yeah, that, was, that was free for a couple of days. So. Well, like the original it, Prince of Persia? No, although it does totally... It, it, it basically borrows that original um, sort of game style, but... Um, it's done with with uh, like a much newer and prettier engine. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I just I just couldn't really get into it. But it's um just wasn't really uh wasn't really doing it for me. No. Mm. Well, um, I... go on. Oh, I was just going to say like most of the mobile games I play are usually through the humble bundle. Um, oh yeah, they do a lot of those Android sales, don't they? Yeah, yeah I, I've and noticed you get, that. You know, some really decent games for next to nothing. So. Yeah, of course I've been playing the uh, all the Telltale stuff on my phone as well lately, so that's not mm. a bad little platform for them, really, because considering the kind of gameplay that it is and stuff. Yeah, I think they make they make perfect sense on a on a on a phone or or a tablet. Definitely. Yeah, I've I've been playing a bit of Spelunky on uh, the Vita because that recently was in the sale, uh, the latest PSN sale. Well, not the latest one, the mm. one before that. Um, but that's a funny little game that the internet seems to love. It does. Have you have you tried that at all? I again, I've watched someone stream it. I do have these um, like hours where like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do before bed, and I'll just like load up Twitch TV and pick a random stream. Yeah. And um, I quite often watch uh, like speed runs or people going for records. Um, and Spelunky was on one of them that I watched before. Well, they. Because they introduced the daily challenges, uh, and I think everyone loves that because it's the the game is random by nature. Like every level it generates is completely random. Uh, yeah. But but the uh, the daily challenges are all the same for everyone, so that creates that sort of like yeah viral sort of Twitch TV streams um, and insanely competitive uh, elements. Hmm. But it's a pretty simple game. But I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that looks a bit like Rick Dangerous, but it's it's nothing like Rick Dangerous. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. It's, and oh, it's, I loved Rick Dangerous, but I hated Rick Dangerous. Yeah, it's kind of oh, got such that. a good game and such an infuriating game. Yeah, but this with with Spelunky so far, what I've found is that there seems to be different ways of playing it. I mean, 
you can kind of go for all the jewels if you want, or you just get to the exit. Because you, you've only got a limited amount of time as well before the ghost comes. And, uh, you know, once the ghost comes, it's, 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 it's game over. Although apparently some people have been sort of experimenting with jetpacks to sort of get away from him and stuff like that. But yeah, if you played right. it, you know what I mean. It's it's this huge, basically a massive ghost that will just is it's basically like their way of saying, "Come on, fucking hurry up." But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. I, I'm it's one of those games that I think will just live on my Vita forever, and I'll just sort of pick it up, you know, every now and then, and just have a quick go of it, see how far I can get, yeah. then just remember that I'll never ever get anywhere in it <laughs> and stop playing. <laughs> So yeah, if there's nothing else, I think we might as well end it there. Oh, oh, oh before you do, I did, I did look up Jewish protagonists um, of video games, and Harley Quinn from Arkham Asylum apparently proclaims herself Jewish several occasions. Do you notice that? Did not. I did not. Although she has got that very kind of Brooklyn-y kind of voice. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that's that does make sense. But again, not a playable character though, is it? Well, no, no. So, just Wolfenstein. But, I mean, I, I appreciate her for all the cosplay that people make out of her. So. Oh, yeah, of course. There is always that. <laughs> okay. This has been the Game Dump Cast, the official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group and part of the Barker Podcast Collection. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. Uh, I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y. Uh, I don't have a Twitter, but I do have a Project Cars YouTube channel, which I forgot to plug, um, and it's just user shitty laps, all one word. Cool. Okay, production by John Marsden. Uh, feel free to join the conversation by typing Game Dump in the Facebook search box and clicking the Join Group button. We're a closed group, but we're interested in growing the community, so we'll approve anyone who wants to join. If you're a spam bot, though, it won't be for long. Contact us on email at gamedumpcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Game Dumpcast. You can find the show notes for this show on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Game Dumpcast. And why not give us a like while you're there? You can also give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you're listening to us that way. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, see ya. Bye. Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th, see club for details.